Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing all of the action for the upcoming Week 8 of the 2022 NFL season. And well, we do have some pretty good matchups as to kick off Week 8. We have the Buccaneers and Ravens on Thursday night football. Also, on Sunday night football, we have the Green Bay Packers and Buffalo Bills. And then on Halloween, so yes, we actually do have a game on Halloween this year. We have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Browns on Monday night football. But guys, before we do start talking about all of the upcoming action that we do have in Week 8 of this 2022 NFL season, I first want to ask you all to please make sure that you do like, comment, rate, share, do whatever you can to make sure that we continue to spread the cover seven podcast with everybody so that they can stay up to date as well on everything football related and guys thank y'all so much for all the support they all have shown here on the cover seven with mason pierce podcast as well as on the instagram and tiktok and wherever we post all of our content and highlights just thank y'all seriously from the, the from the bottom of my heart for all that y'all do to show y'all support but guys like i always say here on the cover set with mason pierce podcast i don't want to waste y'all's time so let's get right into today's episode and like i talked about a little bit early on in the episode to kick off week eight on thursday night football at 7 15 p.m central time on amazon prime we have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the struggling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And well, for Tom Brady and the Bucks, that offense just completely struggled last week against the Carolina Panthers as they would only manage to get a single field goal on the day. Obviously, Mike Evans dropped a wide-open touchdown pass, but outside of that, just Tom Brady, the O-line, everything was just struggling against the Panthers, who were a team that, myself included, they should have, I thought they should have blown out. I mean, it shouldn't have even been a close game. And the fact that the Carolina Panthers beat them by multiple possessions is definitely something concern, concerning. And also the defense, they just don't look as sound as we've seen them in the past years, especially, obviously, their Super Bowl winning season. And then for the flip side for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they escaped a close one against the Cleveland Browns last week. Lamar Jackson didn't have his best game. The offense didn't have their best game. But overall, I'd say they played pretty average. And, you know, now they're going up against a very weak, Tampa Bay offense right now I mean they're just just really struggling to get anything going you know obviously Baltimore thankfully and knock on wood they can continue to stay healthy and keep guys like Marcus Peters Marlon Humphrey Patrick Queen and all those defensive guys they'll be able to stay on the field so in this game on Thursday night football originally I thought the Tampa Bay would win this game but after seeing what they did against the Panthers last Sunday it's just hard to go with the ball with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so give me Lamar Jackson and the the Baltimore Ravens to go down to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So guys, that will wrap up Thursday slate of games. We only have one game on Thursday night football like we do for most of the year, but you know, sometimes they always flex it where you have like two like a doubleheader on Thursday night or anything. But anyway, outside of that, I do have the Baltimore Ravens beating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football to kick off week 8. So guys, now let's go over to Sunday, which is our main slate of games obviously. And to kick it all off on Sunday at really bright and early at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on ESPN+. Plus. So this time, this game will not be on NFL Network and, you know, all those other places. This will be exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. We have the Denver Broncos who... I don't know if Russell Wilson will be back in this game yet. I, we haven't heard anything, but I'm going I'm to assume that he will be back in this game, traveling to London with the Jacksonville Jaguars to take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. And, you know, for Jacksonville, despite having a 2-5 and five record, they're really not a bad team. I mean, 
Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is definitely early on in the season struggle with a lot of turnover issues, but last game showed a lot of composure. Travis Etienne also got his first career touchdown and looked really good against the Giants. And overall, they're going up against one of the worst teams right now in the NFL, which is weird to say, the Denver Broncos. Whether it's been offensively, especially with Russell Wilson and just that offense not clicking and just looking very confused about what they're doing. You can blame it on play calling. You can blame it on Russell Wilson. You can blame it on the O-line. You can blame it on the receivers. You can blame it on whoever. But right now the Broncos are 2-5 and five and just do not look like they have any type of hope. And But for the Jaguars, even though they're at 2-5, and five, I like this team a lot. I love their offense. I love the defense despite, obviously, they didn't – I mean – you know, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones ran all over them last weekend. They were not that bad. And now that they're going up against a pretty weak offensive team in the Denver Broncos, I think Jacksonville should be able to beat the uh, Denver Broncos Denver Broncos over in London. So give me Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars to get back in the win column over Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos to kick off Sunday's slate of games over in London. So, but anyway, guys, now let's get over to our noon slate of games. So we only had one early early game. So now let's get over to our noon slate of games. And to kick it all off at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the Chicago Bears traveling to AT&T Stadium to take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And well for the Cowboys, and Dak's first game back, despite not really getting a lot going through the first three quarters on offense, the defense played amazing. Trayvon Diggs would get another pick. Jordan Lewis, who unfortunately is out now for the rest of the year, he got a pick. But just that defense, man, they just made Detroit just fumble over themselves. I know Detroit losing Amon Ross St. Brown was not the best thing, especially since he's probably their best offensive weapon. So... But, man, I mean, this Dallas Cowboys defense led by Dan Quinn, obviously, who deserves a ton of credit for their success. I mean, they I don't, I don't think any team can really compete with them when it comes on offensively. Now, we saw Philadelphia. They, they had their way with the Cowboys. But outside of teams like Philly, Kansas City, and Buffalo, I don't think really any team can compete against this Dallas Cowboy defense. And then for the Chicago Bears, not too much to really say. Justin Fields and the Bears are still struggling on offense. And, I, I mean, the fact they're going up against one of the best defenses in all of the NFL, it's definitely going to be a rough one for the Bears. So give me the Dallas Cowboys huge over the Chicago Bears to kick off our noon slate of games. Now, guys, for the next game that we do have on our noon slate, we're going to travel, about, we're going to travel back out to the East Coast at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons down in Atlanta. And, well, for the Carolina Panthers, they had arguably the upset of the week, beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and only allowing three points. Now, for the Panthers, they really don't have a horrifically bad defense. They have a, definitely a ton of young talent with guys like Brian Burns, um, J.C. Horn, and numerous others, Jeremy Chin, which I think he's injured right now. But overall, they don't have a horrifyingly bad defense. But the offense, as we all know, Baker Mayfield experiment didn't work. Sam Darnold experiment didn't work. They traded Christian McCaffrey over to the 49ers. Uh, DJ Moore, who played really good last week. Uh, now, now as of recording, DJ Moore has not been traded. Now, he may or may not, but regardless, if he's still on the team, you know, he's still a very great offensive weapon. Robbie Anderson got traded to the Cardinals. So, right now, the Carolina Panthers are on a fire sale. And for them, for the Atlanta Falcons... You know, I know Marcus Mariota didn't have his best game last week against the Bengals, but definitely showed a lot of flashes. And I still think Atlanta, you know, they're not going to be a playoff team by any means, but they still are a really good team. And I think, honestly, if their offense is able to do what it's done the past few weeks, I think they should be able to beat the Carolina Panthers. So give me the Atlanta Falcons over the Carolina Panthers. And now, guys, for our next game, we're going to travel all the way up north to Detroit 
as at, and this game will be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS. As we have two attack of our low in the Miami Dolphins taking on Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. And well for Detroit, you know, not too many positives to take away from last week. And you know, defense played really well the first three quarters of the game, but completely shut down in the fourth. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, they were able to run pretty decently over their defense last week. And you know. Even though they didn't allow CeeDee Lamb and all those guys to have the best game possible, the run game is really what killed them. And as we all know, Miami, they are a passing offense and having guys like Jalen Waddle and two and not Tua, having guys like Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, that's gonna help them a ton. But also people don't need to forget that the Miami Dolphins have two and I mean arguably two of the speediest running backs in all of the NFL in Raheem Mostert and then Chase Edmonds. So I just don't see really Detroit having a chance in this game unless something happens to Tua, you know, God forbid anything happens to him. But I just think Miami's offense and even the defense, because the defense, they played really well against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. They didn't let Najee Harris have too much of a good, like didn't really let Najee Harris get away with too much last week. And overall, Jalen Phillips, who was a first-round pick in the 2021 draft out of Miami, he really showed up last week. And I just think Miami, they're going to suffocate this Detroit Lions team. So give me two attack of Aloha and the Detroit Lions. Or give me two attack of Oh my God, I'm I'm so sorry, guys. My brain is so scrambled today. Give me the give me uh, the Miami Dolphins over the Detroit Lions, as I just expect two attack of Aloha, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle just to have a field day over this really banged up and just not the best secondary of the Detroit Lions. And man, it I really it really it really sucks to say it because after Week One, I mean, I really look like Detroit. You know, they were going to be a really good team. I mean, I didn't expect them to just completely fall off. But unfortunately, I think we all forgot they are the Lions. No matter who's their coach, no matter what this and that, they are the Detroit Lions at the end of the day. And the funniest thing about this game, and I don't mean to keep harping on it, but Miami's only favored by three points. So if you're a betting guy, definitely take Miami with Definitely take Miami minus three because, man, Miami, if they play any – if the offense is able to start clicking more and more because Tua, first game back, was going to be a little bit rusty but didn't even play that bad last week against Pittsburgh, I definitely would take Miami with minus three in this game. But anyway, guys, for the next game that we have, we're going to stay in the NFC North as we as, at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We have the Arizona Cardinals traveling up to Minnesota to take on Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings. And, well, for Minnesota, they're coming off a of bye week, which hopefully that help, that'll help them, you know, just rest up and everything like that. And then for Arizona, you know, they're coming off a much-needed win last week against the New Orleans Saints. DeAndre Hopkins, his first game back, played really well, over 100 receiving yards. Kyler Murray definitely showed that he's excited to have some of his better weapons back. They also, like I said earlier, they went out and got Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. So the offense, they looked pretty decently good. And the defense, you know, they had two picks, two pick sixes on Andy Dalton. I think they had three total interceptions. And, you know, they looked really solid. But now they're going up against one of the best passing attacks with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, obviously, too. So it's going to definitely be, you know, Arizona's defense is definitely going to get tested in this game. But I think just having all of those just super talented cats on the Minnesota Vikings offense. I don't think Arizona can keep up with that. So give me Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings over the Arizona Cardinals. And now, guys, for the next game that we have on our noon slate at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling down to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. And, well, Las Vegas, they got a much-needed win as well, kind of similar to the Arizona Cardinals. They were they were starting to get on a losing, losing streak. And, well, Josh Jacobs, he had a breakout day against the Houston Texans, rushing for over 150 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Devontae Adams also had a pretty solid day, putting up 90 receiving yards. And then Derek Carr, he only missed five attempts 
and also did not throw a pick, which is a good sign for Derek Carr, who's kind of been and so far to start the season definitely a lot of inconsistency and well for the New Orleans Saints you know they are still very much banged up Michael Thomas Jarvis Landry Marshawn Lattimore I mean the list goes on and on and on Paulson Adebo Bradley Roby I mean they just are so banged up right now and I just think the Las Vegas Raiders despite having a two and four record they still are super talented you know getting guys like Devontae Adams Chandler Jones and all those big name free agent acquisitions I think they're really going to shine in this game against a pretty weak New Orleans Saints team so give me the Las Vegas Raiders over the New Orleans Saints and then now guys the next game that we have and this is going to be an AFC uh AFC East matchup at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We have the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets up at MetLife Stadium. And, man, for the New York Jets, you know, they were able to go into Denver last week and beat the Broncos. Obviously, Russell Wilson was not playing due to an injury, so Brett Ripien was in. But overall, the defense looked really good. Now, the offense, you know, Weren't able to get a lot going in the past game. Now, the run game, they did pretty solid. Brees Hall absolutely went off, but unfortunately, he did end up tearing his ACL in that game, so he's out for the year. So the New York Jets, they lost one of their biggest offensive weapons, but I still think that the Jets are super talented on offense. You know, with that young core of Corey Davis, Zach Wilson, they still have Mar uh, Michael Carter out of uh, UNC. You know, they still are a super talented team in the defense, which I think has definitely stepped up a lot. A lot. Sauce Gardner didn't let Cortland Sutton, the Broncos star wide receiver, really get anything on him last week. So I just think overall, this Jets team will probably end up suffocating the Patriots. Nothing against the Patriots. I still think they're a really good team, but I just think New York will be the better team in this matchup. So give me the Jets over the New England Patriots. And then now, guys, for our next game and our final game of our noon slate at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling up to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And, well, not too much needs to be said about this game. Kenny Pickett, who's definitely struggled with a lot of turnover issues to start his career so far, he's going up against one of the best defenses in all of the league, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. I mean, just that secondary is so ridiculous for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then not to mention their front guys. I mean, you know, Kaiser White, you got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, not Montez Sweat, Josh Josh Sweat. You know, the list goes on and on. And then, you know, they also went out and got uh, God, the big the big guy out of Georgia in the first round. I mean, just this Eagles defense is so good. And now they're going up against one of the, in my opinion, one of the more struggling offenses in the NFL right now. And, you know, there's going to be some growing pains when you have a rookie quarterback, especially when he's rushed into this after Mitchell Trubisky just stank after the first week. So, but overall, I think Philadelphia and then Jalen Hurts and that offense, man, are they electric, and they're still going to continue to do great things. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, you know, just this team is so good. And I think the Eagles, they won't have – and it pains me to say it, and I'm sorry once again, Grandma, that I have to, you know, pick against your Steelers. But I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just nothing about this Pittsburgh Steelers team that yells upset in this game. And the fact also it's being played up in Philadelphia – yeah, I just I just think it's going to be very one-sided. So give me the Eagles over the Pittsburgh Steelers to wrap up our noon slate of games. So now, guys, we're going to transition into our late slate of games. And to kick it all off at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Tennessee Titans led by their juggernaut, Derrick Henry, taking on the Houston Texans down in Houston. And, well... Once again, Derrick Henry, he loves playing against NFC or NFC AFC, AFC South opponents. He rushed all over the Indianapolis Colts last week. I expect him to rush all over the Houston Texans this week. 
And, man, just I don't even think really all Ryan Tannehill has to do is make sure he does not fumble the snap, make sure he hands the ball off to Derrick Henry, and the O-line is semi-able to block for him. I know Ben Jones, who suffered an injury last week against the Colts, he's kind of going to be questionable to go in this game. But overall, I just think Derrick Henry is just going to give this defense so many fits. So give me the Tennessee Titans over the Houston Texans down in Houston. And then now, guys, for the next game that we have at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Taylor Heineke coming off an upset win over the Green Bay Packers last week. Him and his commanders going to Indianapolis to take on a struggling Indianapolis Colts team. And for the Indianapolis Colts, they actually had some breaking news go on during the week. You know, Matt Ryan, who had suffered some shoulder injuries, he was actually going to get benched in favor of Sam Ellinger, who was a former star quarterback out of Texas. And, well, you're thinking, okay, well, Matt Ryan's going to eventually come back for the Colts. That's not the case at all. Uh, uh, Mark Wright, he made sure to let everybody know that, or Frank Wright, my bad. Frank Wright, he made sure to let everybody know that Matt Ryan, he was going to get benched regardless of the injury. So it, it officially is a new era in Indianapolis as they now have their third third different starting quarterback in two years. So, you know, maybe Carson Wentz wasn't the issue in Indianapolis. I know we didn't play that well, but... You know, maybe it just wasn't all Carson Wentz's fault. And then for Matt Ryan, he started out the season really rough. Already has thrown nine interceptions on nine touchdown passes. So definitely not a touchdown to interception ratio that you want. And just overall, I mean, he just he doesn't look like the Matt Ryan of old. And I think a lot of people could have told you that. Now, no one expected it to go this bad, but definitely they need a change at quarterback. And that's exactly what the Colts are going to want to get out of Sam Ellinger and Hopefully he brings a new energy to this Colts offense that very much needs it. Jonathan Taylor hasn't gotten going yet this year. Compared to how last year was for him, it's been a really slow start for him this year. I don't think he's had a 100-yard rushing game yet, so still looking for that milestone. And then on the opposite side, the Washington Commanders, their defense really gave the Green Bay Packers a lot of struggles. Their pass rush really made Aaron Rodgers get out of the pocket and have to make a lot of throws that he didn't want to make. And just overall, just I think, Washington, they're a really good team. And I know Indianapolis, it's going to be at home. It's obviously new starting quarterback and everything. But I just think that Washington, that pass rush is so good. The Colts are still banged up on their O-line. I think, in my opinion, Tyler, Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders, they're going to leave Indianapolis with the W. So give me the Washington Commanders over the Indianapolis Colts. And then now, guys, for our next game on our late-day slate of games that we have, this is going to be an NFC West matchup as, as at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We have Jimmy G, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and the San Francisco 49ers taking on the L.A. Rams, who are coming off a Super Bowl win last year and also a super slow start to the season. You know, Matthew Stafford has struggled immensely. There's some type of injury issue he's dealing with. You know, they won't say what it is, but we all know he's dealing with some type of injury. Cooper Cup has still been really good this year. Uh, you know, defense, they, they have had a few struggles, but overall haven't played horrendous by any means. But for the San Francisco 49ers, they got crushed last week at home against the Kansas or against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they all were able to have a field day on this 49ers defense. And I think, too, that the Rams, they're going to finally start to feel themselves a little bit more. I know having Christian McCaffrey, that's definitely going to give the Rams some struggles. But overall, I think the Rams, they're going to get a much-needed win, and especially against a team that, I know they're definitely going to want to beat considering, you know, the race for the NFC West right now, which is really kind of just up in the air. So give me the L.A. Rams over the San Francisco 49ers. I know y'all might call me crazy, but I just think the Rams, especially coming off a, a much-needed bye week, I think they'll come back very healthy and very explosive. So once again, give me the Rams over the 49ers. And now, guys, for our 
final late day game of our in our late game slate at 3:25 p.m. Central Time on Fox, and arguably, which no one expected this, but to be one of the better games so far this year, we have the New York Giants traveling out west to take on Geno Smith in the just explosive Seattle Seahawks. And well, for Seattle, they just obliterated, and I mean obliterated, the Los Angeles Chargers last week at home in L.A., mind you. Uh, Geno Smith just looks like prime Geno Smith back at West Virginia, throwing the football for 280-plus uh, passing yards a game. You know, Marquise Goodwin played really well. Kenneth Walker, who doesn't, by any shock, if you watched college football last year and you watched Michigan State, you would know this kid was going to be a star. Kenneth Walker had his best game as a pro, putting up 160-plus rushing yards on the day. And that just, I mean, this Seattle team looks so good. And even the best part about it is their defense is stepping up as well. Their secondary, which is very young, Tariq Woolen out of UTSA, the rookie, he had an amazing start to the year, four straight games with four interceptions. They looked really solid. And then also on the same side, for the New York Giants, their defense has played really well too. I mean, just overall, this is going to be a great matchup. Daniel Jones has looked really good in a contract year. Same with Saquon Barkley. And um, just overall, this is going to be a really great matchup. You know, being at home for Seattle, it's going to give them a, definitely a little bit of a boost. But overall, I think this is going to be one of the better games that the Seahawks are going to play in. But I have to go with the Giants. I hate to say it. I love Geno Smith. I loved watching him, you know, him and Tavon Austin back at West Virginia. But I have to go with the Giants. I just think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they're going to be able to get things going in the run game, which is definitely going to be something they need to do against the Seattle Seahawks, who have a weak, uh, weak front seven. Nothing against them, but they really don't have as much of a pass rush as you would expect, especially with how good their secondary has been with rookies and Tyra Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant. You know, it's just going to be an absolute struggle to throw the football, especially if they're not able to kind of throw the football like they did last week. So give me the New York Giants over the Seattle Seahawks. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but definitely I think the Giants will be able to snub a win in Seattle. So, But anyway, guys, in our final game on Sunday slate of games that we have on Sunday night football at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, we have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers coming off an upsetting loss against the Washington Commanders last week, traveling up to Buffalo, New York, to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And, well, the Green Bay Packers just continue to struggle on offense, whether it's the fact that they just refuse to run the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which they only I think they only had like 12 rushes total last week, which is something you definitely don't want to do, especially against a team like the Buffalo Bills who have a really strong secondary. I know they don't have Micah Hyde for the rest of the year, but still Jordan Poyers looked really good, and a lot of their rookie cornerbacks have looked very solid for the Bills. And Aaron Rodgers, he struggled a little bit too as well. Despite winning MVP um, last year, he still has really struggled this year, just whether it's getting passes off and you know drops from a lot of his young wide receivers. Romeo Dobbs has definitely been – Definitely been kind of a surprise for them, but uh, the kid out of North Dakota State, he's really struggled to find any type of any type of momentum to get him going this year. And then also on the same fact, Jair, Jair Alexander's also kind of had a down year. The defense isn't horrible, but they have allowed a ton of they have allowed a ton of points in the second half. And you know, you know, they are currently an underdog, you know, plus ten and a half against the Buffalo Bills and. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll lose by ten or so, but definitely I don't expect them going in to Buffalo and beating Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, James Cook, Dawson Knox, and that whole Buffalo Bills offense. Because I think Buffalo, they're going to have a field day on Green Bay. So give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills over the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. And then, guys, like I talked about too, we still have one more game left 
in week eight of the 2022 NFL season, and that's going to be on Halloween night. So we're going to have a great Halloween as we have Monday night football as well as we have an AFC North showdown at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN as we have Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals taking on Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns. And, well, Cincinnati, that offense is heating up. I was super happy to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase finally connecting a lot more and getting that same kind of connection back. That's really why, what led them to an AFC championship last year. And then for the Browns, they just – offensively outside of Nick Chubb, they just can't get anything going. I know quarterback play is definitely a part of it. Not having a guy like Deshaun Watson, the mobility and everything is going to hurt them because we all know Jacoby Brissett, he's not mobile really at all. So they're going to have to rely a lot on the run game in this game against the Bengals. But overall, despite it being played in Cleveland, I just think Joe Burrow, you know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, that Cleveland, not Cleveland, that Cincinnati Bengals offense is just so good. And then the defense, which is also still – still pretty much stepped up when they've needed them the most. I mean, they really didn't let Atlanta get too many big plays. I mean, Marcus Mariota and Demir Bird had a it was like a 65-yard touchdown pass, but outside of that, they really didn't give the Falcons too much, and, you know, Falcons have been really good on offense this year, so the Bengals, I think their defense will be able to stiffen up, and definitely they're going to target Nick Chubb a lot in this game, so give me the Cincinnati Bengals over the Cleveland Browns to wrap up Week 8 on, on Halloween night on Monday night football, so guys, That'll wrap up all of the action that we have for week eight of the 2022 NFL season. And guys, you know, let me know what y'all's favorite game is going to be and the game y'all look y'all looking forward to the most. I know mine definitely has got to be the Seattle Seahawks and New York Giants team. Just two high-powered offenses going at it against each other. And, you know, I'm just it's going to be interesting to see if Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks can continue their momentum that they've had so far this year. So... But anyway, guys, thank y'all so much for listening to today's uh, Week 8 preview. Definitely make sure to always check out any previews that we have. Also, later tonight, we'll actually have Week 9 of the College Football 2022 season coming out. So make sure to check that out as well at 6 at 6 p.m. Central Time here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce Podcast. So, guys, thank y'all so much for all the support that y'all have shown. And just truly, I cannot wait for this weekend of football. There's so much action going on, and I hope y'all have an amazing rest of y'all's week, an amazing rest of y'all's weekend. And I will see y'all back here on Tuesday for a recap of Week 8 of the 2022 NFL season. So I'll see y'all guys then. And once again, have an amazing rest of y'all's week, and I'll see y'all back here on Tuesday. Peace, y'all.